0: Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. Welcome on to this edition of the Kona Edge. I'm Brad Brown, and today we're going to chat some swimming. Uh, We've got a returning guest, Tim Ray. Uh, I loved my chat with him last week, where we shared his story. If you've missed that, check out the links uh, to this episode of the Cone Edge. I'll link straight through it uh, to it, uh, and you can have a listen to that as well. Before we get uh, into today's podcast, don't forget if you'd like to become a patron of the Cone Edge, we've got some cool things uh, that are happening behind the scenes that you can be a part of, and you can help support the show as well. All you have to do is head over to theconeedge.com forward slash patron. Coming up next, we're going to be chatting uh, to Tim Ray. Before that, though. is uh, our coach's corner. It's time for today's Coach's Corner. If you're looking for a coach, we've got access to some of the best in the world. So all you have to do is head over to theconeredge.com forward slash coaching. That's C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G. You can check out some of the coaches that we are affiliated with and uh, fantastic coaches indeed. If you are a coach and you'd like to get affiliated with a Cone Edge, all you have to do is head over to that same page. It's theconeredge.com forward slash coaching. Don't forget, if you are enjoying the podcast, we'd love it if you left us uh, a rating or a review on iTunes. It just helps us uh, spread the message uh, a little bit further and a little bit more, a little bit wider. And uh, we'll be getting some great reviews in as well. So thanks for them and uh, do keep them coming. We head back to Australia now to catch up uh, with Tim Ray. Tim, welcome back onto the Cone Edge. Thanks for for your time.
1: Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me back on. It's, uh, it's good to catch up for another chat.
0: Tim, you had a bit of an unfair advantage coming into uh, triathlon. You mentioned in our first chat that your mom was a, a pretty good swimmer in, uh, in in her own right. It must be in the genes. You you took the sport up really, really young and uh, I don't want to say you haven't had to work as hard, but it, I guess it's like learning to ride a bicycle. The sooner you do it, the the more natural it becomes and it's pretty much the same for swimming.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one thing I'm definitely grateful of. Um, and again, not sure how early, but I knew mum had us in the pool very very early on, and it's something that I guess as i've grown up i've cherished I mean being able to go to the beach and swim swim competitively at school and and then sort of when I signed up to start racing I mean it I mean somewhat i'll say it did come back naturally to me and um, I think for a little while there I did take I did take advantage of that and I could get out in a good enough position, um, never where I wanted to be, but for how much training I was doing, it was sort of, it was there. Um, and it probably wasn't until the start of last year where I was sick of coming out just behind the front pack guys in age group racing specifically, and and really having to, to get to work on the bike and chase them down. Um, and I managed to have a couple of races where, I actually came out right at the front and it just changed my whole race tactic. And I was able to then dictate the race the way I wanted and to really go out and I guess make some guys hurt on the bike and see what they had. And, um, yeah, it just changed the whole race dynamic of racing the way I wanted, as opposed to racing the way other guys made me race. And it's, it's something I haven't fallen on now. And I mean, having an injury at the start of this year, I've been swimming more than ever. I did. I was doing a couple of 30, 35K swim weeks. And for a triathlete, that's a lot of time in the pool. Um, But it's definitely paid off. And, I mean, regularly now I probably swim uh, around 20Ks a week. Um, And it's something that I make sure I keep up. And the more I'm swimming, the more comfortable I feel and have a better feel of the water. Um, And it's, I guess, now and moving into the professional ranks, it's something that I definitely won't be resting on because you're too far off that front pack or you don't even make it in some races and it's just about game over, so...
0: You make such an important point there, Tim, and, and I think a lot of swimmers who come from a background like like you've got, where you're comfortable in the water, you don't really have to put in too much time to to be there or thereabout, you might not be with the front pack, but you're not going to lose too much time, and they tend to go, you know what, that's good enough, so it's, it's almost good stopping you becoming great, and and, and that's I think that's a, a very valid point, that sometimes, you know what, you still need, even though it is uh, something that comes easy to you, you still need to work really hard at it if you want to get good at it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like everything. You can you can be happy with where you're at and you can rest on that. I mean, you might be happy riding a certain time or a certain wattage on the bike. And if you're happy with that, then, you know, you know what you've got to do to to keep at that level. But I guess I've always wanted more and I've wanted to swim better and changing the race. And I guess early on, someone said to me that, and it was something which I still believe highly today, that, You can't win the race on the swim, but you can definitely lose it. And I think that's highlighted, especially in 70.3 racing, where, you know, the way these guys who are coming from ITU and the top of athletes, the times they're churning out now and they really have no weakness across the board. Um, If you're not in the mix, out of the water, um, and forming that front pack on the bike or getting in the group, um, you're just leaving yourself with too much work to do. And, I mean, it's very unlikely to someone come from a fairway back in a 70.3 and run down. Man's a totally different story. And it's, yeah, I guess it's just wanting to be better as an athlete. And it's a discipline that I know I can work on and people can always work on. Um, so, yeah, it's just trying to sort of work harder and to make that the group at the front.
0: What are some of the things you've done in the water over the years that you think have, have really sort of moved the needle and improved your swim?
1: Um, at a point there, I think it was definitely at the start sort of upping, upping my mileage during my weekly swimming. Um, when Sam Appleton was coaching me for a while, I sort of really took a big step up from, I guess, early days where I was swimming 12 to maybe a big week at 15 Ks, which had sort of wiped me out. And then with Sam, I was sort of swimming. I mean, he came from a swimming background. He got me up swimming 20 Ks, 22 Ks a week regularly. And that for a block of time really helped. Um, and then, and yeah, just settled on that. And longer swims were coming, becoming more comfortable. I remember starting and you'd get a 5K swim set and it was like, by the end of it, I hope I'm not drowning. It was more just trying to stay afloat. But yeah, I've noticed the progression in the length of swims and then sort of interval sets and watching times come down. And it's it's really just working hard at it, working on your technique, getting the miles in and spending the time. And I know a lot of people don't treat it with the same respect as they might their bike or their run. And, you know, they focus so hard on running, getting their 1K reps back or, you know, working on a specific power output for the bike. But if you're never going to be in a position to be able to use that to your advantage, then I was always sort of like, well, it's kind of a waste. So it's sort of just got me thinking differently towards an approach to look at the racing. And I guess it starts with the swim. So You've got to get it right, and then let the work you do on the other disciplines sort of happen after that
0: what sort of what sort of workouts and sessions do you love doing uh in the water
1: um, I mean it goes probably the same with everything the ones you the ones you hate the most are the best for you I mean you can get a set of you know nineteen nineteen one hundreds leaving on. 120 sort of really high, high heart rate threshold work, which is very similar to a race simulation. Um, And it's, yeah, I don't think anyone overly enjoys it, but you get to the end of it you definitely know that that's something that you've definitely worked hard and that was a good one to have in the bank. Um, And I guess lately I've really enjoyed sort of the longer, some of the longer sets where it might not be at the highest threshold, but probably just more aerobic conditioning and getting out some, five sort of five and six six and a half k swim sets where you're in the pool for you know a good 90 minutes or so and whether it's technique based or strength based with some paddles you know doing back to back sort of i did one the other day which was k and a half warm up into sort of 10 400s um doing that sort of work it's just it's not i guess it's slow and steady um sort of strength endurance work but you definitely start to feel it by the back end of it. And it's knowing that, you know, you can do a slower set like that as opposed to a high high heart rate, really sort of hard in the mouth, two and a half K threshold set. And you, you're sort of both getting benefits out of two completely different sets. So, yeah, I mean, just enjoying a variety and a mix in the pool um, and knowing that lately sort of swimming more and really focusing on it, I'm a, I'm actually really enjoying it a lot more.
0: Sounds brilliant. Well, Tim, thank you so much for your time here on the Kona Edge. Much appreciated. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting on to talk a little bit about your bike next time out. Thanks for your time today.
1: Thanks very much. Cheers, Brad.
0: Well, I hope you've got some nuggets out there. And I just wanted to uh, to say thank you very much uh, to, uh, it is Ian Ossip from South Africa. Uh, for leaving us an iTunes uh, rating and review on uh, the iTunes. And he says, uh, a great source of good tips and lessons to help aspiring triathletes in their quest to get to Kona. Thank you so much uh, for that, Ian. Much appreciated. And don't forget, you can leave yours too. All you have to do is head over to uh, the iTunes, search for the Kona Edge, and uh, yeah, it takes a couple of minutes, 30 seconds, and uh, you can do that. And it really helps us grow the numbers of the podcast. Really do appreciate it. And uh, if you could we'd uh, love you long time as they say in the classics thanks so much for joining me today look forward to catching up again tomorrow cheers we hope you enjoyed this episode of the kona edge if you want to improve your swim be sure to check out our next free live online swim seminar get to the kona slash swim seminar to sign up now